WSQF Blink Radio. Hello, this is WSQF Blink Radio 94.5 on the Concrete Conservative. This is yours truly, Mac. Is this Roger Stone? It is indeed. Roger Stone, I would like to remind you of the last time we were together uh, to see if you recall being in a pizza restaurant, Anthony's Pizza, I believe, in uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale. And I had the joy of uh, bringing home uh, Roger Stone. And now it sits on my shelf. That's the man. That's the man you're speaking to. Well, that's a great honor. I appreciate that very much. How's uh, Lilia doing? I uh, she's all obviously in my prayers. Uh, As you know, uh, to our shock, um, after the uh, pardon uh, by President Trump, who, to his credit, had the courage and the strength to pardon me in an election year when he realized that. My prosecution was a politically motivated sham. Uh, We were pretty shocked because back in February, my wife, uh, who was my rock during that trial, who was my greatest single cheerleader and uh, comforter and uh, uh, an inspiration, um, was diagnosed uh, with stage four cancer. Uh, And of course, she's a very healthy person. She had had a Full physical back in February, MRI, blood work, uh, chest x-rays, and she was in perfect health. By May, they tell us she had stage four cancer. Uh, She is waging a spiritual and uh, medicinal battle against cancer, and right now I think she's winning. So God bless you for for asking, uh, and God bless the many, many thousands, maybe millions of people who are praying for her and for us. Yes, and if you uh, if you have uh, any type of GoFundMe page or anything like that, please say it now so that uh, people can. I, I know that you know uh, cancer therapy and and medicinal is are expensive, and we know what the U.S. government tried to do to you. So if we can help you financially, by all means, uh, please please tell us I, where we can help her. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're absolutely right. The all natural holistic and homeopathic uh, therapies are not inexpensive. Uh, Vitamin infusions, uh, peptide infusions, uh, specially designed THC and CBD uh, uh, therapies, custom made as cancer fighters. So people can go to stonefamilyfund.com. That's stonefamilyfund.com. And you can uh, make a contribution there. Or if you're more comfortable, you can uh, mail a check to Stone Family Fund at 1007 North Federal Highway, number 405, Fort Lauderdale, 33304. I find that many conservatives uh, and many Americans are hesitant about putting their credit card data uh, on the Internet. So, yeah, you can mail a check to Stone Family Fund at 1007 North Federal Highway, number 405, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33304. Again, God bless you for asking. Yes, it's uh, it was it's uh, quite a quite a feat. Uh, I'm, I'm very empathetic to all these uh, things that happen to people because I read a book many years ago, uh, why why bad things happen to good people, and uh, it didn't really give you much a conclusion. It was written by a guy, a pastor named uh, Stephen Covey, and uh, you know I. 
I took care of my mom for nine years with Alzheimer's, cardiac Alzheimer's. She was a very brilliant lady who was involved in the Radio Marti. So uh, I share that Cuban uh, affinity uh, that you do. And us Cuban people are very, uh, like I said in my previous statement, uh, the earlier segment, uh, an hour earlier, you know, people who overthink over love as well. And uh, I, I definitely will be praying for Lydia and yourself and your your uh, you you basically have stood up and and stand tall for not only Donald Trump but for conservative virtues and conservative values. And I believe you are are you attending? I, I believe you are attending the Ampfest uh, in Doral, uh, uh, basically absolutely. going on right now. And and a- absolutely. So tomorrow night there's a special martini mixer where I'm going to demonstrate former President Richard Nixon's. Secret recipe for the silver bullet, as he used to call his his martini. Uh, and then tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon, pardon me, I'll be speaking. That's at Ampfest 21. Tickets are still available, although I, I think it is almost sold out. Uh, it's at the Trump Doral property in uh, Doral, Florida. I will definitely be there, and I hope that uh, many of your listeners will be as well. As you point out, my wife is a fiercely proud Cuban-American, a staunch anti-communist. Uh, her father was a diplomat whose career was destroyed. He was virtually destroyed by Castro. Uh, she's a fighter. There's no question about that. Yeah, there's something and, that drives us that uh, America's just got to learn, uh, every generation's got to learn, that you got to see around the corner. you got to know and recognize... When communism's at your door, I think uh, Mark Levin's making that clear with his book, An American Marxists and Communists. And I find, I find uh, the Biden administration going Marxist and denying it at you know, which in classic sense, oh, I'm a capitalist, I'm not a socialist. Well, why are you buttering up the word? I'm communist or communist? Period. I I have a problem with Americans calling communist socialists to make themselves feel better. And we both know what communism are like. They're, they're liars and they're thieves. And they'll slowly steal everything about your country, about your cultural fabric, about everything that, that, that is valuable. I mean, probably the most valuable thing that communists steal is a desire to risk capital because they're, they're stealing it from you. So it's, uh, it's that situation where, hell, I, I built this radio station just because I lost my freedom of speech because my parents were... Uh, fleeing a communist country. If I wasn't raised the way I was, I wouldn't have been so offended when the school board uh, took away my freedom of speech back in 2013. And what I lost for one mile here in the in Nixon's Winter White House, Key Biscayne, which I'm sure you have an affinity for this little island of ours, I bought it back for 10 miles, you know, and that's only in America. Can okay, a Cuban immigrant kid who actually had radio in his past, our family... Uh, on NBC Radio in Cuba, oh, my grandfather's brother, Angel. And uh, it's quite a thing that in America, I can be one day just growing up as an Im- immigrant kid fighting communism. I've been v- very conservative my whole life. And the next day I'm in radio speaking to Roger Stone. How about that? <laughs> well, I do have a great affinity for Key Biscayne. My very first home in Florida was at Key Colony there in Key Biscayne. I'll be uh, there. And- and I got the mortgage uh, from B.B. Rebozo's bank. Keep his game bank. bank. Yes. 
Uh, and I barely qualified, but uh, President Nixon put in a good word for me. That'll work. Uh, and, uh, boy, I look back, and those were the good old days. Yes, the, uh, he gave me my first bank account. I was in sixth grade. It was called the Kibi account. Unfortunately, I had a, too many sixes in it. But anyway, I <laughs> I would go down every Friday and deposit, you know, my five bucks, ten bucks, and get a bag of popcorn. And we, you remember the mural that was in the lobby of the good old uh, Florida, I guess, the Spanish conquest here in Florida. It was a huge mural, and everybody made a big deal about. Uh, uh, a bare-breasted woman on the mural, but uh, it, there it stayed, regardless of the scandal. And uh, yeah, Bibi Rebozo was uh, quite a quite a conservative in a, in a what well, used to be a somewhat conservative island. It's not so anymore. Biden won here, and it's quite off- offensive. Too many South Americans voting for what they escaped. You know, it's kind of a really bizarre circumstance to have Latin Americans come to America and then vote for the stuff that they ran from. It's very appalling to me. It's the same with Cuban Americans too. The the ones who don't really get it, uh, they're voting for Biden too. It's uh, very uh, offensive. Uh, and I'm here to let to remind them in stereo on WSQF ninety four five. Now, what uh, what's in store for Roger in, into the future? Are, going, are you gonna um, uh, you know speak even louder than you're speaking now? Or are you gonna tell us if Trump's gonna run in twenty twenty four? Will you play? Uh, an active role if he does run, or will you continue being on the sidelines, just uh, conferring with him and uh, doing the doing the right by us, basically save us from ourselves? Well, first thing I'm going to do, of course, is uh, finish my next book, which is called Roger Stone Did Nothing Wrong, uh, My Political Persecution and the Loss of the 2020 Election, because uh, people don't really know my story. Most people know that I was persecuted as well as prosecuted. But they couldn't even tell you what I was charged with. That's because they fabricated a crime. They fabricated, in my case, the crime of lying to Congress. Although I did testify to Congress, any misstatement I made to Congress um, was inadvertent, was immaterial, had no no underlying crime. Unlike, let's say, oh, I don't know, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who lied under Congress only two weeks ago about U.S. taxpayer funds being used to develop this Chinese virus in the Wuhan lab. Uh, now, that is material, and that is covering up. Uh, it's also the, doing business with communists. Why would we yes, do that? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, beyond that, I do think the president's going to run. Uh, I, uh, I, I spoke to him about a week ago. I encouraged him to run. I wouldn't have said that two months ago. Uh, but now I believe not only is he going to run, I believe he must run. I believe he's our strongest candidate. I think he may be the only prospect we have in terms of taking this country back. I don't care whether you call it socialism or communism. It's certainly authoritarianism. They want to take away our guns. They want to take away our free speech. They want to take our our rights to assemble. Uh, They want to take away your right to get on an airplane unless you've been vaccinated. Uh, it uh, it, It is horrific. Yes, and they also want to intimidate you if you go before the school board, which is very personal to me because I've been fighting for taking back our school buildings instead of fighting at school boards, and it's finally coming around the corner. I was the first to use that direct uh, ballot trigger law that Florida has, and Americans don't even know that, that there's a way to take back schools if you call the intra-school vote. 
But that's neither here or there at that point. Do you think Ron DeSantis will uh, stand down if Trump runs? Because I believe he should. Obviously, he's going to be reelected in this next uh, cycle. And I guess he should just stay as governor and not uh, the question. The second question would be. I think I think Ron DeSantis is a good man. I think he's doing a great job. He's also a young man. He's got plenty of time to be president. I I would not take his reelection for granted. I do think he will be reelected. But the radical left is going to throw a billion dollars at this guy, try to make a, an example of, to try to show all the other governors that if you stand up to the deep state, if you stand up to the to the left wing Democrat media cabal, uh, that they will destroy you. So, um, you know, in politics, a, li- a year is a lifetime, a year. Yes, uh, yes indeed. So right now, I think the governor needs to focus on getting reelected. And we, his supporters, need to focus on getting him reelected. Uh, you can't have a president and a vice president from the same state. I mean, you can, but constitutionally, uh, you would have to sacrifice the electoral votes of Florida, the electoral college votes of Florida. That's not something I think we can afford to do in case it is a close race. But Ron DeSantis is a great governor. He's doing a great job. I think he's got a great future. Uh, but I'm I'm firmly in the Trump camp for 2024. Yes, I agree with you wholly, wholeheartedly, and it would definitely not make sense for him to be vice president. He's definitely got plenty to tackle if uh, Charlie Chris is his opponent and wins his primary. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I can see Charlie Chris being a formidable candidate against Ron DeSantis, and a billion dollars will make anybody a candidate, uh, so, you know, a, a viable candidate. So, uh when when we think when we think about what we need to do in terms of the big idea, don't you think I want to ask this of you? Don't you don't you think the Republicans are lacking the big idea, and therefore the bad idea is becoming law? Why is it that we don't want to come up with these really big ideas? Why aren't, for instance, why aren't we demanding in this infrastructure bill money to complete the wall? I mean, it just doesn't. It seems like such a win-win for us. Why aren't we doing that? Uh, well, it's an excellent question. I mean, I think in all honesty, the Republicans in Congress, the Republican leadership, uh, these people are gutless. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, they're feckless. They're, they're cowardly. They're weak need. Uh, they don't seem to have the will to fight. They seem to be ready to accept the crumbs of the Democrats. Uh, and that's why I think there's going to be a revolution first in the Republican Party. I mean, the first thing that's going to happen here is there are going to be primaries at all levels of the party. Uh, and uh, I think that you are going to thank you. I think you're going to. Um, I, sorry. I think one of your friends is going to play the way out. Right. I don't know what it's the name. Oh, 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 the, G- yes. the DOJ's at your door again. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was just working the car. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm it's good. it makes for good radio. I'm you on the fly. Yes. Uh, it's funny you raised that. The other day I was doing a live radio show out of uh, uh, Ohio, and, um, yeah, there was a process server at my door. I'd been sued uh, 17 times by crackpots, liberals, demented Democrats, just bitter people, people bitter about my uh, pardon and the fact that I did not succumb to the pressure to testify against uh, President Trump. Uh, and then today I'm breathing uh, a free man, and that really, really aggravates. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, it's amazing, especially that you're the type of person that can you know 
fire uh, a bunch of F-bombs during a deposition. Uh, I thought that was fantastic when I heard it. Uh, you just just uh, completely telling your interrogator, uh, I don't remember his name. I don't think it was Clayman. I don't, I don't know exactly. Yeah, no, it was Clayman. It was Clayman. Clayman. Filed, he's filed 12 baseless, meritless, unsubstantiated lawsuits against me, all of them born out of jealousy. You notice you don't see his name in the paper much anymore. Uh, he was a very big deal 25 years ago. Uh, hasn't done much since. Certainly hasn't won any legal victories. I'm really not sure what his problem is, but they call this lawfare. It's like uh, harassment lawsuits that are written like a press release uh, that have no basis in fact, no evidence, no proof. But yeah, just process. Sensationalized. They, they try to make you, they, they sensationalize everything. So, for example, President Trump and I are both being sued uh, by seven Capitol Hill police officers who say that we conspired with others to deny their civil rights. Well, I thought the uh, FBI we, admitted that there indeed. wasn't. Didn't the FBI already admit there wasn't any conspiracy, there wasn't an insurrection, nobody invades the Capitol with selfies? I mean, all it was was uh, rioting, uh, ruckus, and chaos uh, entering a building that's basically theirs. I mean, it, uh, we own this building, this Capitol building. It, it is ours. It's not the politicians, so they can't treat it like it's their home. And it actually undermined Donald Trump per se because there was a certification going on that was being voiced in the House and the Senate. Uh, I believe it was uh, well on its way because I was watching live. So any any entering of that building, whether they think it was manipulated and instigated by uh, a president, it actually undermined his ability to hear the Congress who was actually questioning the certification of votes, both in the House and the Senate. And that that was about to take place when the door started shimming. So the whole narrative, you know, falls flat on its face. And I, it's amazing. A, a radio station, uh, I think I'm the only one actually saying, wait a second. Our uh, our situation was being hurt. Our, uh, you know, Donald Trump's election was being hurt by the ruckus outside. I mean, it really eliminated they all went. Uh, they all went into hiding, and they they came back hours later and just canceled the certification process and just voted to certify Biden as president. So it was quite undermining the whole fiasco. Uh, so- I I agree. With you. It was politically counterproductive. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anybody who was involved in it. I don't know anybody who would have thought this was a good idea. It was, as you point out, counterproductive. Uh, but uh, the entire underpinnings of this lawsuit are ludicrous. Um, I never urged anybody to hurt anybody else ever uh, at any time, either at the Capitol on January 6th or any other time. But they try to wear you down with legal fees, uh, and they try to sensationalize it. So the head, what's the headline say? Roger Stone sued in January 6th lawsuit. Well, that implies that I did something wrong. I did nothing wrong. Nothing. That, 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 is, that is the bottom line. And meanwhile, people who, who come after you in the way they do— in in the halls of power, they're going unscathed. I mean, for instance, uh, Comey, McCabe, Rothstein, what's, they're not being charged with anything. I think Rothstein even got his job back. So did, did McCabe as well? I mean, what's, what's this is becoming a laughing stockade? What, why is it that nobody at the DOJ, no one in the FBI is being prosecuted but for any of the things that they did 
towards a sitting president of the United States. It, it, it really does baffle the, the mind. I mean, because we have an epically corrupt Justice Department. That's why. And because the prosecutor in my case, the day that I was convicted, he was also the lead prosecutor uh, looking into Andrew McCabe, the deputy FBI director who lied to Congress and the FBI. The very day I was convicted, he announced that no charges would be brought against McCabe. Uh, and why James Comey is still walking around and not in prison, I really don't understand. However, I must say, if Donald Trump had had a, an attorney general who was loyal uh, and who had applied the rule of law, I, I think he could have cleaned house. I will say this also. If elected to another term as president, I don't think President Trump will make that same mistake twice. Okay, this is a good question for you. It's kind of uh, facetious on on my part. I'm, I'm really making a stretch here, so... Call me crazy if if you wish. Uh, I I had some strange belief that Bob Barr was offered up to Donald Trump during these hectic times of a felonious uh, Mueller investigation. I believe he was offered up by the very Bushes as some yeah. kind of some kind of olive leaf, and saying, "Look, we're going to get you out of this mess, and then we're going to be done with it, and he's going to part ways with you. You'll just do you this favor." But uh, we're not doing anything more than that, and we're going to be done with it. You accept the offer or not? And I don't know what I don't know if that was ever proposed to him. But it seemed like Bob Barr was sent by the Bushes because uh, the Durham report should have come up with some kind of findings before the election, not after the election, especially yeah. Uh, yeah. many. Well, let, let me let me address it. So you're speaking actually of Bill Barr. Yes. Who was the attorney general oh, I under said Bob Barr, uh, sorry. George W. Bush. Yes. Uh, Bill Barr, he's the same guy who ran the illegal cocaine trafficking operation for the CIA out of Mena, Arkansas. He is a globalist. Uh, Donald Trump read an article that he wrote in a law review someplace, and I think with inadequate due diligence, he trusted him. You also pointed out the genius. He had the wrong bar. He should have appointed Bob Barr, ah, the former U.S. That? attorney from Georgia, the former congressman the former member of the uh, House Judiciary Committee, the former counsel to the Central Intelligence Agency, and a true patriot. I think the story would be very different had Trump appointed Bob Barr rather than Bill Barr. Uh, but these, these endless lawsuits, I still have 12 outstanding civil lawsuits, uh, and these things are expensive just to move to get them dismissed cost you money. So, again, people want to help us there can go to Stone Defense Fund, own defense fund, 65,000 Americans helped me raise $3.75 million for my legal defense. I was now, one I of was, them. Uh, God bless you. Uh, now, the truth is, my trial was rigged from the beginning. I mean, uh, Clarence Darrow couldn't have gotten me off. It was wired. Uh, the judge was corrupt. The jury forewoman was caught uh, attacking me on Facebook and Twitter in 2019 about the very case in which she had later been selected as a juror, but during jury selection, she said she, said she had no idea who I was. Yeah, and shut down her social media so nobody would find out about her. Exactly. That's that's so, a crime in itself. I've been Any other jurisdiction in America, she would have been prosecuted. In D.C., she's still hailed as a hero. It is, uh, it is outrageous. Yeah, I've been in jury selection myself personally, and you better tell the truth in there if you're going to serve in a criminal trial in any capacity. You better not have uh, conflict of interest or you're going to get burned as a regular citizen. And that's uh, when I read that in your case, it was pretty obvious that 
the fix is in, and we all just roll our eyes because, you know, we saw Clapper lie. We saw all kinds of process crimes through the years, and just they just wanted to squeeze you to see if you uh, were man enough to stand them down, and you didn't. You stared them down. You're, you're quite admired for it, and I definitely have an affinity for you uh, f- for many reasons, and uh, I kind of it was easy to predict that you would, you know, you would hold the ground and you would you would stand up to all these people because very few people, uh, I believe a lot of your friends also were trampled upon during this. Full and they, old- dragged, they dragged nineteen of my current or former associates in front of the grand jury. You know what they learned? Nothing. That's what they learned. They <laughs> had no evidence about against me. They admitted it in their in their secret final report, uh, which they tried to hide as long as they could. Yeah, so, and a lot of people. Uh, no, don't... it is. Uh, the battle continues. The the attempts by the deep state to destroy my wife and I financially they haven't let up. It's going to cost us millions more to get all of these phony lawsuits dismissed. Uh, but we have no choice but to fight. They pressured me to testify against the president. I would not do it. They sought to destroy me because of it, through the grace of God, because of the strength of prayer, because of the great courage of President Donald Trump. I'm able to be with you tonight. I apologize because I'm about to run out of battery. You got on it. The street, but uh, this has been a, a great opportunity. The fact that you knew BB Rebozo that really warms my heart. Well, I He's also know. Man. Time out. Man. I also know Jeannie Rocco. Uh, I grew up with her. So oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So we were we were childhood friends uh, back when we were uh, living in Westchester. I moved out here to Key Biscayne, and uh, and our lives uh, separated. Uh, but. It's a one big happy family here, so I like to be included in yours. And I thank you very much for calling here. The you know ninety four point five, the Concrete Conservative. Well, please invite me back when I'm not on the run. I would love to talk to you more. My cousin Jeannie is a great, great American, a great supporter of the president, uh, and uh, I know you admire me for having the good judgment to marry a Cuban American. Absolutely, everybody gets it right the second time. <laughs> All right, God, God bless, bless you, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. There you have it. Uh, quite an honor here in on Blink Radio. It's pretty cool to uh, have Roger Stone on the air with me. I I definitely uh, admire him greatly. Um, I admire for the next generation, since we, I talked about the next generation in earlier segment, uh, for you folks that love tattoos, he's got Richard Nixon on, on the back of his neck. So how about that? So you all should... Uh, read up on what he went through, and you all should realize it's not easy to be a Republican. It's not easy to be conservative. It's not easy as long as Roger has been fighting. We're talking about probably three, four, maybe even five decades uh, taking on the left when he knew before the rest of us how statist, communist, socialist, they've always been. They've always been. The Democratic Party, a lot of people in the press like to say, uh, bizarre things about the Democrats, like, oh, uh, the Democratic Party isn't the Democratic Party of John F. Kennedy, isn't the Democratic Party of the workers' uh, rights movement. Dude, hello? The Democratic Party is always, always bending over backwards for socialism and communism and statism. Like Rush Limbaugh said, they love the power that Fidel Castro had. They love, it's they themselves wish to have the same unilateral power. No, look at California. You can't even get the guy out. Can't even get Governor Newsom out. It's a complete Bolshevik 
I think believe they have uh, uh, their primaries. You know, it's not even versus parties. The top two vote getters in the primaries meet in a general election. So Democratic candidates, chances are, are running against a Democratic second placer to win the, an election at all levels of their elected offices, state and federal. It's, it's called Bolshevik California for a reason. And no one better represents what it is to fight, 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 and fight again, get up and fight, than Roger Stone. So that was quite an honor. So guess what? We're going to sound off because I'm so moved by this interview uh, for a station like ours to have this type of interview. Is the Concrete Conservatives is, is a shining moment. Uh, at one time, it was Sidney Powell, but now it's Roger Stone. So guess what? I'm going to sign off a little early because I'm thrilled of this interview. And I'm going to give it, hand it off to the Steve Miliband. Living in the USA, what more do you want? What more do you want, folks? Take care, my friends. This is WSQF Blink Radio. I'm yours truly, Mac on the Rock, for the Concrete Conservative. Stay free.